Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hi guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Unitherapy Podcast. My name is Kat, I'm your host, and quick reminder up top that although this podcast is hosted by a therapist and it's called Unitherapy, it does not serve as a replacement or a substitute for actual mental health services, although my hope is that it always helps the people that are listening to it in one way or another. And usually Couch Talks is the episode where I answer questions that you guys send to me, and you can send those to Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. However, today is going to be a little different because today is a little weird for a couple of reasons. The first one is really exciting. I actually got engaged on Saturday. Again, very exciting. I wasn't expecting it at all, like at all. I was shocked. And hopefully on an episode in the near future, I can talk more about that and share with you what that was like and all of the things. I will say for now, planning a wedding is stressful and I've only been engaged for like two days. And it's so crazy how many people ask if you have a date in a venue set the day after you get engaged, which I guess for some people that's really normal because I keep hearing stories of people booking a venue before they get engaged with this to each their own. I wasn't going to do that. So anyway, I'm still trying to remember that I'm even engaged because it was such a shock. However, talking about all this and the reason I don't really want to share much about that today is because it just feels weird talking about something like that considering what happened yesterday in Nashville. And if you have not heard, I would be very surprised, but 
yesterday there, well, Monday, today's Wednesday, um, recording this on Tuesday, but on Monday there was a school shooting at a private Christian school in Nashville and the shooter had killed six people and three of them were third graders, nine-year-old kids. And so things are just weird in this city. Things I think are weird in this country. I don't have the right words to say. And I didn't, I feel like I've been talking about this for hours and hours since it happened, but it still feels surreal. And I personally don't have any connections with the people, anybody at that school or that church, but good Lord, it is probably less than 10 minutes away from my office. Um, It's like down the street. It's in a part of Nashville that, I mean, it's a very populated, like popular part of Nashville that we go to all the time. It is just so weird that something like that happened in our city while we're just going about our, it's just a weird experience. And so I'm not making a lot of sense, but that is why we're not going to answer a question today. And I'm not going to talk about things that don't really feel that important right now. They will feel important in the future, I know. But what I will say is that I really wish, I really wish as a human being, not even as a therapist, that in times like these, we were brought together more. It seems like every time something like this happens, which is such a frustrating sentence to say every time something like this happens, because it happens happens a lot. But every time a tragedy like this happens, we get more divided every single time. And I see just people from my perspective getting just paralyzed in in their own fear and instead of listening to each other so we can understand each other and then understand the needs that are really at play, we start defending ourselves and that just leads to no change and it leads to a lot of shouting into black holes. What I'm not going to do is talk about laws that need to change or point fingers at people But I will say, even when it feels like there isn't anything, there's always something that we can do. And again, even when it feels like it's not important or it doesn't make a difference, there's always something we can do. And in preparation for the live show that I did this past weekend with Amy Brown for her Four Things podcast, I was reading some old interviews and some old um, documents I have saved. And I, I came upon this interview where Brene Brown was talking about this specific person. I don't really know how to pronounce his name, so I know I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it looks like when you're reading it, Michigan and Galwell, I'm sure that's wrong. So I'm happy to be corrected on that. She was talking about him and she said that after learning about the maternal death rate in rural parts of India um, and how awful and crazy it was, he decided to do something about it. And he wanted to develop this technology that was effective and efficient in testing for anemia in pregnant women. And he had a TED Talk, and he said in this TED Talk, I wanted to solve this problem, so I invented something that would do it. And then he said, but it didn't work. And then he went on to say, so I made it 32 more times, and they all failed. And then I think in the in the video, he paused, and then he smiled and said, and then the 33rd time, it worked, and now death rates are down 50%. And I guess the reason I bring the story up is that I really want to, like, drive home the fact that there is always something we can do. I watched a infuriating interview of a politician saying that there is nothing we can do and we're not going to fix this problem as if to say we weren't even going to try to fix the problem. And what I want to encourage people, because that is so defeating and 
I don't know the MO of that person, why you would say something like that in a time where people really need some comfort and really need to hear people banding together trying to enact some kind of shift because this doesn't have to be the world we live in. I don't really know why he would say that, but what I want people to hear is there's always something we can do even if it feels really small. And again, the reason I bring that story up is because I'd rather us try and then fail over and over and over and over to get to the point where where something shifts and something works than to just not try at all. And yeah, it might take longer than we wish it would take, but taking longer than we wish it would take is better than it never happening. And maybe if parts of our efforts, this is just me thinking out loud, but maybe if parts of our efforts included listening to each other and and protecting each other versus protecting our old habits and our own ideals that don't seem to work in today's current culture, some of that change would be able to happen a little bit sooner. And that also makes me think of this old therapist. He was a brilliant therapist, still is a brilliant therapist, but he was a lot more seasoned than than me and a lot older and, and had been working at the place that we were working for a lot longer than me. And he would always tell us when we would talk about wanting to do something different or we would tell him, oh, there's been a policy change. We can't do that anymore. It's a little dangerous. He would say, well, we've all we've always done it this way. It's been this way for 15 years, over and over and over again. And it was so frustrating to hear. I understand the frustration of having to change things that we were we were used to. Change is hard most of the time. There's always some loss and grief and change, but things weren't working the same way anymore. And policies change because the world changes. And it only is to our benefit to be able to change with it, to move with the shifts in just how the world works. The world is different than it was 100 years ago. It's different than it was 15 years ago. And it makes me think it's like, okay, cars are changing. So we have all these electric cars that have to be like plugged in. And if we were to go to gas stations and pour gasoline in these electric cars, like, I think something would go wrong. Like, it wouldn't work. And also, we would probably damage the car. And it's because the car doesn't take gas anymore. And That might feel like a silly analogy, but I use that because in other areas of life, we're shifting, right? We are plugging our cars in instead of pouring the gas in them if we have an electric car. So what are the other parts of our world that is that are shifting that we might need to shift with it? And again, change comes with with loss and it's it's allowed to be hard and it's also allowed to be good and it's allowed to be helpful and we're allowed to do that. I always say like, allow yourself to change, decide what you want to do and allow yourself to change your mind. Like that is such a cool thing that humans get to do that we get to allow ourselves the power to change. However, I don't really know that that's going to happen if we are just like white knuckle gripping all of these old ways of doing things because we're scared. I mean, honestly, you might want to listen to Amy Brown's live podcast that'll come out on Thursday because I kind of talk about allowing ourselves to be scared and, and doing something at the, at the same time and not waiting for our fear to go away before we do something. I think that's really important. We're never going to be a world that does not have fear in it because fear oftentimes is a really good emotion that tells us what's important to us and it leads us to show up in places that matter to us. 
so it's not always a stop sign. Sometimes it is like, hey, don't do that. Don't, you know, run into traffic. You should be afraid that a car is going to hit you. But it's not always that. Often it's telling us, hey, this is important and you care about this. And I want us to pay attention to that and use it rather than be like, oh, no, this is scary. I'm not going to, I got to run away or fight or yell or show up as defensive or close my ears. And what I really just want people to hear is that wherever you are in whatever space you're in with what's going on in in Nashville or I mean this happens more often than I probably even realize honestly but wherever you are with this kind of stuff I want you to know that one it's okay to be scared because this stuff is really scary and something being scary doesn't mean we should ignore it take what you need take care of yourself we all respond to this in different ways and some people go full on research mode and try to collect all the facts. Some people need to take time and take it in stride. Some people need to shut the news off for long periods of time. And that's okay. Take what you need. Be kind to people, however they're showing up, just because somebody's showing some really what you would consider poor behavior or hateful behavior. Don't let those people change you. And I think that's really important. When I heard that politicians say that, again, I don't know what in God's name would make somebody say something like that in a time like this. But I'm not going to go after that person and bully him and yell at him and call him names. I'm going to continue to be the same person I am and spread the message that I do want to spread to people. And that is that there is something we can do, even if it feels small. And even if it doesn't work the first time, that doesn't mean that you're not making a difference. Because this it is, to me, unacceptable to accept this as just the way life is because it doesn't have to be this way. So allow yourself to stand in who you are and do not let other people's hate or inability to listen to plug your own ears because that's one of the best tools we have is to listen to each other, to understand each other, to have conversations with each other, show up as you are so people can see that. That's going to be attractive to people more than shouting and yelling and name calling. And again, I understand all of that because it's all coming out of this panic that we're in. We are in panic survival mode and it's a hard place to be in. So anyway, we're going to wrap that up. I hope you guys liked the episode on Monday. I really, that was a really important and impactful episode for me. Uh, Next week, we're going to get back on course with the Gottman for Horsemen series. We have two more to go through. So have the day you need to have, have the moment you need to have. Um, if you have any questions, again, you can always send them to Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. And yeah, take care of yourself in the way that you need to do that today. And I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. 
Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.